Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. Hello everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. Today we are having a solo episode. I know you haven't heard from me in a solo episode for a while because I've had so many amazing guests and I wanted to make sure that they got in front of you first. But today I think this is an important topic and so I wanted to record this for you. The topic is about being busy. Imagine you get on the phone with a friend and they say, "How are you?" My guess is that you respond, "I'm so busy." I think that's like a script that we all have to follow and we all have the same script so we all keep saying the same thing. I think we've grown accustomed to being busy as a cultural norm. If you aren't busy, then there must be something wrong with you. What do you mean you're not busy? Busy equals success. It makes us feel as if we are important and so we keep doing it. And listen to a TED talk by Dory Clark called The Real Reason You Feel So Busy and What to Do About It. Dory Clark, if you're not familiar with her, teaches for Duke University's Fuqua School of Business and Columbia Business School. She's the author of The Long Game, Entrepreneurial You, Reinventing You and Stand Out. It's a quick listen, but she shared some great statistics that I wanted to share with you. In a research study that surveyed 500 managers at 25 companies, time was the most commonly cited strategy challenge. And why is that? Why are we not able to spend time on strategy? I think it's because we don't actually put any intention behind it. The average professional attends 62 meetings per month, which I don't think that's too bad actually. That's only about 3 meetings a day. I feel like there were weeks where I had close to 60 meetings in a week. So, I don't think that that's too too bad, but where are we spending our time now? Most of our time is probably spent in terms of travel, maybe conferences, audio conferences, video conferences, maybe internal or local face-to-face meetings that could equal about 62 meetings per month. I however really think that this is an important statistic. McKinsey shows that an average professional spends 28% of their time just responding to email. I remember days that I could have spent entire days going through email. Even to this day, I have a lot of email. <laughs> It's just where I somehow manage my work and I don't know that that's a great thing to follow, uh but it is definitely something that I have always done. The 28% of people spending time on their emails obviously are people who are more knowledge workers, managers and professionals. Those statistics aren't wrong. We are busy. We're busy in meetings, we're busy on our phones, we're busy streaming shows, busy with kids activities and our own. I can remember looking at my calendar every day when I came into work and seeing two to three meetings at the same time throughout my day. It was overwhelming and exhausting to go through. But did I do anything to stop it? No. I think I saw it as something that successful people did. Full calendar equals success. It was the norm at my company and I didn't even question it too much. I just got up and did it each and every day. I remember the first day after leaving Craft, I went for a walk. I had no meetings at all. I went from being so busy that I couldn't see straight to having nothing that I had to do. It was the strangest feeling. 
I felt like I got off a treadmill and just completely stopped. After that many years of doing it so much every day, I had a hard time adjusting to the quieter world of no meetings. When I started my business, I definitely didn't have a full calendar. I had time to think about things and figure out what I wanted to focus on. Now that's a different story. I once again have a full calendar, which is great. I am so grateful to work with all my amazing clients, but I have to be careful not to get burned out. When I think back to when I first met with my coach for the first time, she talked about how she schedules her clients and she has a ton of free space in her calendar. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, that is so bizarre. (laughs) I I don't know that I can do that. I would never even think that that's something I'd want to do. But now I'm starting to see the real benefit of why she does that. It gives her time to think, be strategic. It gives her time to think about her clients. So many entrepreneurs try to do it all and get burned out. I can definitely see how that can happen. This is what causes many people to quit their businesses because they have done so much and burned themselves out. Plus, working from your house blurs the lines a bit unless you create strong enough boundaries to manage it. I realized for myself that I can work a lot, but that only works when your personal life is going okay. When you throw a bunch of personal challenges into the mix, it all falls apart. In a two-week period recently, we had two deaths in the family and two people who had surgery. I had to focus on family and taking care of those things first. I realized that although it was challenging, it was a sign that I needed to pay attention and slow down. I couldn't do it all very effectively anymore. I had to get more sleep and clear my schedule so I had the energy to help those who needed me. I saw this quote that I think sums it up pretty nicely. A quote by Karen Samuelson. Sometimes sitting and doing nothing is the best something that you can do. It's so true. We just feel like it's a bad thing for some reason to sit and do nothing. We need to normalize that we need that kind of space to think and be creative. You certainly can't be strategic if you are filled with so much on your plate and so many thoughts in your head. Whenever I need to build a strategic presentation, it takes time. I need to put things down and think about them. Am I telling the story in the best way? Is there a simpler way to do it? You can't be focused on a million other things and think about that type of high-level information. This is not the time to wing it. Everyone will know if you take a thoughtful approach because the quality will be so much better. I am spending a lot of time thinking about how to create a business that serves the life that I want. It is a work in progress right now, but it means that I will have some freedom in my calendar. I can create what it looks like and change it week to week if I want to. I know that creating your own schedule isn't always an option, but what if you simply found a way to block your calendar a bit more? Can you block lunchtime and get out of the office? Or if you're at home, go for a walk? What about holding every Friday afternoon for planning and strategy? It will never happen if you don't give yourself the time to do it. What if you even look for three-day weekend opportunities just to get away, do something you enjoy, and find joy? If I took a poll right now and asked leaders to share what their biggest challenge is, I bet lack of time would be near the top of the list. If I asked them what is taking up all of their time, I might hear too many meetings, bigger workloads, less resources, and very little time to think. Everyone gets the same 24 hours each day. So how do some people make it work while others struggle? How do you want to be perceived? The leader who is too busy or the leader that is strategic and has it all together? It comes down to intentions, boundaries, and focus. Intentions. What is the intention that you have for your career? Do you have a plan to reach your career goals? You need to make that plan happen. Take a look at your week in advance and plan out time to do what you need to accomplish. 
If you create more time, what would you do with it? Slow down, be intentional to help you speed up on the right things. Review what you are saying yes to that may cause you to say no to yourself. Look for opportunities to design your week the way that you want it and prioritize your time or others will do it for you. Boundaries. Do you maintain your boundaries or let others take over your time? Imagine that you're holding time on your calendar to work on your project. Someone sends through a meeting request to meet with you at the exact same time. What do you do? You don't automatically have to say yes unless there is a major crisis. You always have the choice to say no and share alternative times that you can meet with them instead. You don't have a responsibility to meet everyone else's needs and worry about what they are doing. You do have a responsibility to your time and what you need to get done. The last one is focus. What are you spending your time on each day? Are you focused on the high value activities or do you come in and only do what is on your calendar that day? Leaders can fall into the habit of being so busy on low value tasks without the awareness of it even happening. Instead, focus on what gets you the results, helps you gain visibility and allows others to see your capabilities and the results that you can generate. Some people I've been working with now have been doing some time studies on where they're spending their time. I'm actually going to try it. I think it's very interesting to look at your time in 15 minute increments and see what you're doing each day. It may be painful to go through, but I think it will be very interesting to see the results because sometimes even though we say we're busy, we're probably not really that busy. We're spending our time doing other things that are not necessarily high value. As you can see in these three different areas of intention, boundaries, and focus, there's some overlap between the three. Observe your day and assess which one would help you the most before moving on to the next one. Leaders tell me that they are overwhelmed and don't have time to focus on their visibility. Take the time to slow down and be strategic with how you spend your time. You will accomplish more, show your value, and be the leader that others aspire to be. So just pick one of those choices and see what you can do with it. See what really changes in your week and in your day and how you're spending your time, and then move on to the next one. One of my clients had a difficult situation happen at work. The simple version of what happened was that decisions about a new program were made a few months ago. He learned new information and wanted to make some changes to the program. Unfortunately, the launch is about to happen right now, so it is too late in the game to be changing things. He was frustrated and upset that the other people in the organization wouldn't change things for him. I asked him what his responsibility was in this situation. This is always a tough question to ask, but it is the type of question that creates a great deal of insight for the person. He took a few minutes to think about his answers. He remembered our previous conversation where he felt overwhelmed and needed a way to prioritize his time better. He could see that he has not taken the time to slow down and how that played a role in this situation. He had been so busy during these original discussions that he didn't take time to think about all the potential impacts. We talked about the importance of leading with intention each day and how it can impact you when you don't take the time. I always advocate for intentional leaders to spend at least half of their time focused on thinking, planning, and strategy. Most of the time, they look at me like I'm crazy, but it is so important to at least give yourself some amount of time. A half is a great goal, but even if you can do 10% more than you're doing, you can just see such a difference in your day. There will always be a million things to do each day, but it is important to take the time to focus on the right things. Leaders who are strong at execution will resist the implementation of this new habit because it feels like they're not doing enough. When you are the one who is used to completing tasks each day, it can be a challenge to stop doing it. 
trust that this transition is necessary for you to see long-term success. Everyone can be so much more productive when the leader takes the time to focus with intention each day so the team can do the same. One of the biggest challenges that I think leaders have is carving out space in their calendars for thinking, planning, and being strategic. It makes sense that they would feel that way when they have so much to accomplish in a never-ending to-do list. However, what we talk about in coaching conversations is how they can slow down and focus, which ultimately helps them speed up. It helps them to lead with intention and not just be in reactive mode. This isn't an easy concept to grasp, but first, there is usually resistance to try the slow down method for various reasons. What generally happens, though, is after implementing this change, they see how it actually frees them up and how they can accomplish so much more. Here's some examples of how I am helping some leaders think about how to do this for themselves. Blocking out time in the morning. The first half hour of their morning is blocked out for them to plan their day. They decide what three things they want to accomplish today and schedule it in their calendar. It gives them time to look ahead at the week or even into next week and see if there's anything that will need their attention. This is something that they could also do at the end of the day in preparation for the next day. The second option is to prepare on Sunday night for the week ahead. Hold time blocks on your calendar to think and plan. For the leaders who live by their calendar, if it doesn't get scheduled, then it won't happen. When they have to work on big things that require a lot of strategic thinking, then they need to block their calendar to give themselves that time. They take the opportunity to find a place to go and think. It may be a conference room or somewhere else that is quiet if they're working from home. It is a strategy to let them run their calendar versus having their calendar run them. Some leaders will hold this time each week or even daily to give them time to slow down. One of the best pieces of advice I got from a mentor at one point in my career was, you have to be very ruthless with your calendar because everyone will always want to take all the time that you have available. So if you hold it first, that just doesn't give them that opportunity. So think about that for yourself. The last option to consider is a free write. Leaders have a lot of ideas, thoughts, and challenges running through their heads at any given moment. Sometimes I'll suggest that they need to clear it all out so they can focus. One way to do this is to get up in the morning and write down all of the things that they're thinking about in a notebook. It can be anything that they want to write. It can be their to-do list, conversations that they need to have, ideas for new projects, or possible solutions to a challenge. Whatever comes to mind is written down on two to three pages. It has to be written though, not typed. Writing taps into other parts of your brain and allows you to free write the thoughts that show up. Some people like to start this with a prompt. An example prompt could be, a problem that I need to think about is, fill in the blank and then write about what the challenges are, possible solutions, who could help you, etc. This uh, approach comes from a book called The Artist's Way. And I think it's really helpful. When I had a ton of things going on, I would do it each morning, and it just really helped me to clear my head. So I hope it's helpful for you to try and even try one of the other ideas too. But whichever works best for you, it gives you some options to do something different and see if it makes a difference for you. In all of these approaches, it's the simple act of taking the intentional time to think that makes all the difference. It frees up space for you to see new possibilities and look at alternatives. When things get too busy, it becomes easy to select the options that are right in front of you. But those may not be the right choices for the situation. Leaders may not be given the time to think, so they have to find a way to create it for themselves. Try one of these options for the next few weeks. See if it makes a difference. Do you feel calmer? 
Are you feeling more strategic and proactive with a plan that you want to accomplish versus being reactive and living by your calendar? Being busy isn't serving you, your family, or your health. A final quote from you from an unknown author, never get too busy making a living that you forget to make a life. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Visibility Factor podcast. I hope today's episode gave you some ideas of how to reduce your own busyness and to make your life a much happier, calmer, smoother environment for you to be a part of. Talk to you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor podcast.